Thank you for listening to Dead in Sports, the place where sports opinions collide. I am your host, Kenneth B. Inge. Joining me on the line right now is BZB. What up? What up? What up? What up? And uh, also joining us is FIFO. FIFO, what up? What it do? What it do? Nothing much. Nothing much. So, um, as you guys know, uh, last week, last Thursday, or if you want to include the play-in games uh, and, and go much further than that, I think Monday or Tuesday, uh, the NCAA tournament kicked off. Um, so we're gonna do a, a, a recap of that. B and I, uh, you know, with the black Jay Billis. Uh, we're going to do our recap of, of that, and then we head into some NBA talk. But before I do that, uh, please make sure you subscribe to the Is the Mic Still On podcast, Dead End Hip Hop, the YouTube channel. Uh, also, well, I got to reset up another Dead End Hip Hop feed um, for the podcast. I'm going to do something a little bit different for that now, so just stay tuned. I'll give you details on that. And uh, and the homies, man, Chris Platty, Strictly Hoop Talk and Basketball Talk, uh, the the Technical File Podcast with Manny. Manny's been on the show. And, of course, uh, the homie 12 Kyle, the 12 Kyle Podcast. Uh, definitely subscribe to that, um, to all of those as well, and check those out. And, of course, subscribe to us, uh, Dead End Sports. And um, prior to recording, you know, we were just talking about the future of the show and different things and that we want to do. So, um, so yeah, so so keep it locked, man. Um, we definitely got some things coming your way uh, in a couple of months. So exciting times ahead. Um, so last week we obviously talked about the tournament, and um, and we gave a lot of predictions that no one ever seems to get right. Um, so B, I just want to start. Like, what were there any takeaways that you pulled? from last weekend's contest uh takeaways and i think i said this last week man this i'm, I'm speaking as a, a, a michigan state spartan fan every time i pick them to go deep in the tournament they don't go deep in the tournament and when i pick them to get eliminated early they make a run deep into the final four so it, it this just proved again that I, I, you know, I, I let the Michigan State hype get to me a little bit, and I had them going to the Final Four. Actually, I had them playing in the championship game, so we already know how my bracket's done. Um, and the takeaways, you and FIFO, y'all called it. I mean, I know FIFO just called it just because Ken called it, but the Virginia, the, the number one seed to get knocked out, the first number one seed to get knocked out was Virginia. Of course, it made history um, for the first time I saw in my lifetime a 16 seed not only just beat a one seed. But they whooped them up. They gave them a huge, a huge L. Beat them by 20, 74, 54. Um, also, you know, just in usual tournament style, five and twelve games are always exciting. Three and fourteen games are always exciting. When I mean the, the five and twelve and five seeds and twelve seeds, those games are always exciting. You never know, you know, how that's going to go because Davidson gave they gave Kentucky a fight. That was a five seed and uh. You know, Wright gave was giving Tennessee a fight for a minute, but Tennessee just ran over that in the second half. Um, you know, Cincy, uh, Cincy put they they took care of business the way I wanted to take care of business, and um, I was surprised Michigan State. You know, Houston played them tough, and and I'm glad Gonzaga got the win, and Xavier is another number one seed to go down. So we really only have like uh, two number one seeds left in the tournament in Kansas and uh, Villanova. Villanova looks sharp as ever as of right now. Um, and what else? What are the takeaways? Um, yeah, Marshall. 
Marshall was making a kind of a run. Layola, uh, Layola, Chicago. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, they were starting to look like the. Uh, they starting to look like the Cinderella. We're gonna find out when that midnight glass slipper is gonna come to an end. They played Nevada in the Sweet 16, so that's that's. Hey, look, Layola, Chicago. They got a shot to to, to play in the in the make it to the Elite Eight and play the winner of the Kansas State versus Kentucky. And if Kentucky ain't playing right, or if Kansas State not playing right, Layola, Chicago, they might be in the Final Four. You know what I'm saying? So that. That could be crazy if the cars yeah, play right because that's one thing about these small schools. You know, Loyola Chicago, they're not on TV all the time. So um, tournaments like this, when they're on national te- television all the time, they this is their moment. So right now they're playing with confidence. They got the uh, the little old lady that that's giving them so much great luck. I forgot her Jean, name. Jean. Yes, <laughs> she's at the. And you know, like they, they're inspired now. So like that's like that's kind of a cool thing to see when when a uh, a. Uh, uh, a nobody team like Loyola Chicago coming in here making noise and have a chance. Like I said, looking at looking at the matchups, and you know that they, they can get Nevada, and I can definitely see them playing Kansas. I mean, knocking out Kansas State of Kentucky if possible. So we might see Loyola Chicago in the Final Four. Man, that that, that could be crazy. And um, Florida State, that's another takeaway. I, another one from takeaway. I, I didn't expect them to make the run that they made. I I had them out in the second round. I had them losing to Xavier actually. Um, and they 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 pulled out their upset man and knocked out Xavier and I didn't think Michigan was gonna make the uh, Sweet Sixteen man I'm uh, damn Michigan had that 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 three pointer North Carolina I kind of knew they were suspect coming to this yep. tournament uh, yeah I already knew they were suspect I ain't I ain't think they was gonna uh, make a run so that proved it I'm praying that Syracuse knock out Duke now I'm at the point now where I don't care who wins the tournament now my my Spartans not in no more. Long as Duke don't win, here come the hate. I'm okay. You said what? <laughs> I said here come the hate. There you go. Yeah, I'm with long, it. As long as Duke not playing, you know, as long as they're not in it or not, they don't make it to the championship game or or win it, I'm okay. Um, Clemson is kind of surprising me. I know throughout the regular season, you know, they they was kind of one of those teams that 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 was like they were streaky. You know, they they lose a few, win a couple. Lose a few more, win a couple. They wasn't a team I didn't think that would come in and, and, and make a splash. But that's what's so great about this tournament. That's why these teams want to get in, wants to get in, because all it takes is just one game. This is not no, you know, three to three out of five or five game, seven game series. All it takes is one game and and anything is possible. Um and surprisingly, Syracuse, the team that eliminated the Spartans, the heavily favored Spartans, which a lot of people had them winning the whole thing. Um they were one of the four, the final four teams to get in. They they played in the play-in game, which is crazy. So they they played. What was that? Um, Tuesday, then played in the tournament again. And now I look at them now. They in the Sweet Sixteen as one of the four teams that were on the bubble that barely got in. So they're making a run. Which is back to my other point. This is why it's important for you to get in. You know, once you in, all, all bets off. Um, Purdue. Even though I had them going in the final four, they starting to they starting to make me regret my pick. Even though they're in the Sweet 16 right now, they're not eliminated yet. But they just they they not looking too good right now, and they're going up against a tough Texas Tech, a physical, very physical Texas Tech squad. So I definitely wouldn't be surprised if 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 Texas Tech go up against Villanova, that look out for that matchup if that happens because Texas Tech is very physical. They got like two Ben Wallace's on their squad that's just physical as hell. But 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 yeah. offense, they 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 got a little some more some more offensive game. Um, but yeah, as of right now, I think right now today. I say Villanova is they looking the strongest out of all the squads. They looking so efficient. 
they definitely surprised me with Alabama. I thought Alabama was gonna come with the shocker can. You remember I said this? I said this last week. I was like, man, don't mm. be surprised if Alabama mess around and shock Villanova. But man, Villanova swept them boys up, eighty-one fifty-eight, took care of business, and they look they look super efficient, man. They they defense, they're physical, and they knocking down shots, man. So Villanova, they they've been looking sharp for the past like eight years. So shout out to them. But yeah, man, takeaways. That's my takeaways, man. So. It's going to be interesting how this uh, Sweet 16 and Elite Eight game is going to be because after this weekend, this upcoming weekend, we will have a Final Four. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Like, it was it was really interesting. Um, yeah, I, I think for me, man, what I took away, something that stood out was was how teams just fell apart um, when they lost under key pressure. players. Under, yeah, yep, under pressure and, and you lose yep. key players. Yeah, uh, like uh, Cumberland. So, so the Bearcats uh, had a had a sizable lead over in the Nevada Wolfpack, and and Cumberland had picked up his fourth foul, and he 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 begged the coach to stay in the game, and he let him stay in, and then he picked up his fifth foul on an offensive rebound that he was he was trying to get. It was kind of ticky tacky, but whatever they called it, and then. Um, it was like four minutes left in the game, and all of a sudden they 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 couldn't execute, they couldn't do anything uh, down the stretch, and they ended up losing that game um, to uh, to uh, to Nevada, which was a, a, a great comeback uh, win, by the way. Um, so so that was one, and then um, I want to say Xavier, because Xavier went down to Florida State, and they were rolling right up until. Um, Makura got hurt. JP Makura, um, not got hurt, but he got in foul trouble. And and they had like a twelve point lead over the Seminoles. He got in foul trouble. He went out the game, and then all of a sudden the Seminoles went on that run. Now here's the thing about the Seminoles: them boys were running off up down the court, athletic, huge. Like their size just eventually started to overwhelm Xavier. As the game went on, because they just every time it felt like Xavier was going to pull away, they just kept coming back, or they would make a, a mistake or whatever, and they would they would come back and they would win that win that uh um and they would just kind of keep it close and you know like you said, be pressure. So once the game got real tight, you started to see teams kind of you know nut up a little bit. Um, same thing happened in the Ohio State Buckeyes and, and Gonzaga Bulldogs game. Gonzaga was for the most part controlling that. And Ohio State made a run, and they were real, real close to uh, to taking that game away. But uh, the Bulldogs, um, you know, managed to find a way to to win that game because Ohio State, uh, Cam Williams, they just they just caught fire. Um, a couple of things: uh, Auburn, like I said last week, was very suspect. They proved that as they got demolished by Clemson, uh, UNC. I, you know. I thought they were a little bit overrated, and Texas A&M smashed them, who probably was underrated because they had some suspensions earlier in the year uh, that I forgot about because I think at one point, and just hearing other analysts talk, they looked like they were one of the best teams in the country, uh, ranked fifth, I think. Um, we lost some some key guys that we were looking to see play. Aiton, Arizona getting bounced out by Buffalo. Because nobody else can make a play. Oh, I forgot do about that. I forgot about man. that. Man. Oh my god! Yeah. B, I was driving home and I just the notification came up on my phone, and I was like, "What?" 
Aiden had 14 and 13, but they just smothered him, man. Um, denied him the ball in the post and it, it was, it was great coaching and nobody else stepped up. So, um, uh, so yeah, so that was that. Uh, Porter did okay. He had 16 and 10 in his game. Um, Trey Young, uh, man, he, he, I yeah, know talk, we're going to talk, talk about talk, him. Talk about him. Talk about Trey Young because you was – I saw your tweets. <laughs> he let me down, man. He, he, okay, so he, he gave it and then he, he then he took it away because everybody else, like that, like we talked about last, last week, that team, it was him and then it was everybody else. And it, it came to that in that game when um, – um, uh, Rhode Island, Rhode Island. You did you 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 said the guards. You said them guards got busy, and it looked like they were going at Trey, especially in that second half. They were taking it to him. Um, but anyway, so yeah, you were right about that. But yeah, so you know nobody else can make a shot. So here's what I give Trey credit for: he took over. He took over down the stretch. He made clutch free throws. He made big basket after big basket after big basket. And um, he actually got them in that game, and he actually hit a huge three to give them the lead in that game by one. The game went to overtime, and this is where he took it away. He just – the Steph Curry effect, man. The Steph Curry effect where he's taking 30 and 40 footers, uh, taking three-pointers from the logo. Now, if they went in, good shot, and, and you, your momentum could kind of propel you to the win. But as we know, they did not. So and and he had been getting to the to the rim whenever he wanted. So I I would have liked to see him make a better decision uh, down that stretch. So um, because I think he could have he could have won that game and put himself even further on the map. So um, and, and the last thing I want to talk about, well, one of the last two things I want to talk about. I think Jim Boheim is is underrated as a coach, man. We don't talk about him enough, but. If you let this man in the tournament, he's good for at least one. No matter he's good for at least one. And he's such a good coach. And that teams, zone, man, that zone. They don't see it. They don't see it. Michigan State had no answer. And then they, they missed their last 13 shots. But they started, I mean, they're young. They started to freak out, you know, when the game got tight. And um, But, the, yeah, that zone, man, that, that zone just, just messed them up. And and uh, questionable coaching by Izzo, and they really didn't didn't have an answer, and they ended up losing that game. Uh, so it was unfortunate. But I think for me, the takeaway from that is that Jim Bohan, man, like he doesn't have much NBA talent, and he often doesn't get a lot of NBA talent since Melo left. Um, but he somehow finds a way to win, man. And I think he needs to be propped up a little bit more. And the last thing, man, that game winner, we were talking about it before we kicked off, but you got to make your free throws. You got to make your free throws. That's all they had to do was at least make one. You made one free throw, you go into OT, who knows what happened. But you missed it, and, and you just left yourself wide, you know, wide open for, for heartbreak, and, and that's what happened. Like I almost turned that game off. And I just I said, let me see what happened. And then Jordan Poole hit that crazy shot, which FIFO told us earlier was the same shot he hit in high school, which is nuts. 
Uh, we'll post that on the uh, Dead in Sports Instagram. Um, so yeah, man. So so that was that was it, man. Just watching all of that, and and you already touched on like like some of the things that we got right. You know, were the things that we just haphazardly said. Virginia losing, Michigan State losing. You know these sort of things. Um, so yeah, so it it was it was exciting, but I got to admit that. I really, it's going to be like I'm not interested in a lot of teams left, and I do think the tournament is 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 wide um, wide open right now. Um, speaking of that, so now that uh, we're moving on, who's their favorite to win it all right now? And you can give me two if you had to pick two. Villanova, right now. Villanova, Villanova is the. Villanova, I got them pinned as the favorite, and I have, um, you said I can give you two out of the remaining left? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Villanova, it's going to have to be somebody from this side. Uh, oh, man, that south and west bracket is wide open, dude. Um, possibly, I hate to say this, I hate to say this, but possibly Michigan. <laughs> Yeah, Michigan. That can be a championship. That can be a championship. Villanova mm. versus Michigan. Villanova or Villanova versus Florida State because Florida State they looked it. They looked it. I mean, I don't know. It's the fact that they just put a whooping on um, Xavier, but yeah, they, they they look strong all of a sudden. It's like they, it's like they playing good ball at the right time because they was they was looking suspect throughout this season. So they seem like they just on the roll. So either Florida State or Michigan on on. On that side, and then I got Villanova for the favorite to come out. Um, for me, I don't know, man. I, I, I like Kentucky. I like Kentucky. I like Kentucky. You do to, to get there. Yeah, man. Like that. That is it's wide open. They just need to get get to the Final Four. And who who will they play? They'll either get uh, Michigan or. Yeah, Florida in the final State. four. Yeah, it'd be Mich- Michigan, Michigan, Texas A and M, Gonzaga, Florida State. Yeah, and I, I, I think, um, I think they, I, I don't know, they're they're ugly to watch. They're not, I mean, they're they're by no means an offensive powerhouse, but I think out of the ones that's left, like I, I, I don't know, man. I just got a feeling, like Gonzaga don't scare me. Uh, Michigan's good, but you know. I don't know. I right, give me Kentucky. Give me Kentucky. And on the other side, I'll take Kansas. Kansas, man. Uh Graham, Devontae Graham. I that 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 dude can play, man. And um and he finds different ways to impact the game. Um nobody talks about them, but Michigan State is, is gone. Uh I think Clemson just played lights out. I think they used up everything they had against Auburn. Games just kind of go that way, where games just go your way. So, so, um, so I like them, and um, I think you might see a Kansas Villanova matchup. So, I think Kansas will get there, and uh, I think Kansas will, will, will win it all. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't see any competition for Kentucky outside of maybe Michigan, and and that's it. So, we'll see. But um, uh, so. <laughs> That being said, like we're just picking now because most of the teams that we have for the final four are gone. So, B, how you looking? How, how are the brackets? 
bracket's done. It's toast. It's the, I, I burned it up. Burned it up. It's gone. In trash. So, so um, cause my, my final four. Let me tell you my final four. My uh, final four that I picked last week: Purdue, Michigan State, um, um, Xavier, and Arizona. Done. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> done. So and I, I had I had Michigan to Arizona playing championship and Arizona winning it. Done. Told you. Rip it up. Tear it up. My bracket's done. It looks horrible. What about I, you? I had Xavier, Arizona, Villanova, and Michigan State in the Final Four. Villanova's the only one that I have left. But yeah, Purdue's know, the only one I got left. Yeah, yeah, that's the only one that got left, man. Like when, uh, yeah, when Arizona went down, I just, I just gave up. I, I didn't even, bother, I didn't even care anymore. <laughs> and then when Michigan State lost, I really didn't care anymore. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a wrap. It's a wrap for my bracket. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to the Dead End Sports uh, bracket pool that we have for the tournament. And, uh, and yeah, I'm in 17th place, and, and, and B, you're in 20th. Um, possible I can get 53 total points, <laughs> and you can get 46 right now if you got all the picks correct. Uh, Meech. Meech is, uh, Meech is third. And twelve Kyle is is tenth. So wow! Shout out to twelve Kyle. Let's see, he got a chance to get one hundred and four, and Meech could get one ten. So we got two people that can actually Kobe Jaw. Shout out to him, and then this dude named Anthony is uh, in first place. So yeah, yeah, that that's not good. I want to go back to that UVA game real quick, because um, like you said, they they manhandled them now. I'm sitting there watching this game, and it was tied, what, 21-21 going into halftime. 21 all going into halftime. And then in the second half, like, man, dude, they were hitting, like, everything. Everything, everything. they threw up went up, went in. Yep. <laughs> that sh- it was nuts. And, and one, of the, one of the things about UVA, and I think we mentioned this last week, is that if it turns into a shootout, they were in trouble. And I think the coach said what he did was he sped them up. And when they didn't have De- De- Deontay Hunter, that made them really, really, really vulnerable. Now, they st- should have been good enough to beat that team. But when whatever you're throwing up is going in the rim and you're, you're, you're struggling offensively and you're making all these key mistakes, you know, this, this sort of thing would happen. I don't know if I'll ever see something like that happen in my lifetime ever again. I, what do you think? You think we'll ever see another sixteen team beat Chris? Uh, Chris Paul. I mean, look, look now anything's possible now, man. Um, I, you know, this was what was before 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 Virginia lost. I think the record for sixteens against one seed was like one thirty five zero and one thirty five. <laughs> like that was the that was the record. For 16 seeds against number one seed. So, I mean, maybe we might see it in another 15 years. I don't know. I, who knows? Who knows, man? But it was awesome. I was, it was just, it was so funny how I just kept preaching this last week. Like, I just want to see this in my lifetime. Mm. I want to see this. And look what happened. I mean, my Twitter was blowing up that night. My Twitter <laughs> was, my Twitter was on fire, boy. I swear it was on fire. Everybody, 
damn B, you was just talking about this on Dead in Sports. Oh, oh finally getting with it. Like, man, my Twitter was on fire. So yeah, it was funny, man. Like, it was cool. It was cool. I'm glad I was able to witness it. I'm glad I'm able to witness Russell Westbrook average a triple double for an entire season that my dad swore was gonna never happen. And I'm glad I get to see a 16 seed beat number one seed in the NCAA tournament. So I, that was cool. That was really cool. And you saw a black president too. <laughs> I saw a black president. Right, right, right. I mean, there's yep. some historical stuff going on these last yeah, man. Like, 10, 15 years. <laughs> it's been crazy. Um, so to wrap up this up, uh, you posed this question uh, to us when we were talking offline. Um, greatest college basketball team we've witnessed. Um, who you got? People, you can chime in on this one too. Uh, greatest ba- the greatest college basketball team. I had to think about this. And I know the folks back at home going to be mad. But look, I mean, facts are facts. And the best college basketball team I've ever saw was that 91 UNLV squad. Damn, Stacey Allman, Greg Anthony, and uh, Larry Larry Johnson. Grandmama. <laughs> they, man, that season, they was blowing everybody out. They even embarrassed Duke on a national championship stage. Beat them by like 30, laughing. Just They was laughing, having fun, blowing out Duke. Even though Duke got revenge next year, which was a, a hell of a lot closer game, but... But man, you that UNLV Rebel squad, man, that was they was the best college team. I mean, they they were like the uh, now nah, I can use they were like the 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 Mike Tyson of college basketball. Like when Mike Tyson was in his heyday, like the fight was over by the time the the the, the, the like you Mike already Mike already won once once he's once the opponent saw him on the other side of the ring in the other corner. Like that's how it was UNLV. Like. They sucked the souls out of these teams during the layup lines, during warm-ups. Like, you already knew. They was coming out the first couple of minutes, aggressive, and how defensively, they, the, the, man, they got at it defensively. And the boys got the ball. They was a running gun. De- I never – usually you see running gun teams. they usually offensively heavy. But I've never seen, like, a running gun college team that was so defensive heavy, man. Like, that was insane. So, I, I'm sorry that uh, Michigan folks – I'm not gonna say Fat Five. Yes, I know they changed. They they revolutionized the way we look at the way they dress, pretty much the way basketball shorts was wearing. You know what I'm saying? Like they they revolution wearing black black shoes, black socks. Like they started that, but they didn't win no championships. So UNLV, they got their championship and they and they blew everybody out doing it, man. Like that 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 was amazing to watch back then. That 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 was crazy. So I, I got to go with. 91 UNLV. Mm. Yeah, you know, you got anything to add to that, Ralph? I think, you know, um, it's hard to go against what B said because he makes a compelling case, right? Like, because they won the chip. But but there's two other squads that I I think I have to put up there. Uh, Personally, I think the 83 Houston uh, Cougars with uh, Akeem and Clyde. Drexler. Yeah, Drex, man, look, man. They were winning it, though. I know. I feel you. That's what I'm saying. Like, so I know I can't put them over uh, UNLV, but I think that they're on the same. They're on the same level. You know, what I'm saying? even though they didn't win, right? And it was, you know, it was it was, it was some magical stuff happening with, with with NC State. You know what I'm saying? And, and uh, uh, Coach V. You know what I'm saying? Like, like 
that, that was some magical stuff. But at the end of the day, I also want to say uh, the Michigan squad, the Five Five. Mm. To me, they, they was up there. Um, and, and not only because they won, because they changed culture, man. I, I think they were probably probably the, the, the biggest or the most influential college basketball team all time. Oh, yeah. Easily. 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 But to, uh, and to be honest with you, people, if, if Michigan would have won one of those championships as a freshman or sophomore, I would have been saying Fab Five hands down. Like, it would have been like no question. But that, that stain of them not winning the championship, it just – you you can't put you can't say a team is the greatest if they didn't win, never won, if they didn't win the big the big game. Agreed. Know? That's like saying if, if the Bulls if the seventy two and ten Bulls didn't win cha- NBA championship, we wouldn't say they're the greatest you know one of the greatest NBA teams of all time. I don't know, but you're saying seen though. Like I I just I remember. I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah, I, I remember that that. That that moment in in history, man. About five, like, five. Man, yeah, man. Like they were the ones that that came, you know, to the top of of my mind when when I was thinking about this question, uh, driving home. Um, I think for me though, it, it's it's gonna be the the one team that I hate. Uh, I hate them with a passion, but man, Grant Hill. And and the Blue Devils, man, with, with Christian Duke Leitner. Squad, the, 90, the 92, 92 Duke squad? Yeah, the shot. Yeah, the, the shot, the, 92, the pass. 92. Yeah. That 92, <laughs> man. Grant Hill, Christian Leitner, uh, <laughs> Cherokee Hurley. Parts, Bobby Hurley. Bobby Hurley, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Antonio, Antonio Lang. I think he went on. He, he played in the NBA, right? Didn't he play in the NBA? I thought he went overseas. Yeah, yeah, no, he played in the NBA. He wasn't like a, 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 a you star, know, like a star or anything. Like, but, yeah. but yeah, so he he played. So they had some NBA talent on that team, man. But I mean, I think they went like thirty four, yeah, thirty four and two, and nobody could beat them. And 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 it was just it was one of the worst years of my life in college basketball because <laughs> I could not stand Duke, but they were just blowing teams off the court and it, it was freaking nuts so it didn't make any sense man um but yeah you know i'm with you ralph um yeah man akeem and clot fly fly slammer jammer man that that was that was pretty damn that was some good times man that was a good time I, it just it was they yeah they didn't win it did, but did, did you watch the 30 for 30 on them um no, 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 no! I missed that. What you didn't? You didn't check out the thirty for thirty on them boys? That was, that was a good thirty for thirty. It was. It really was. B, what about the ninety five, ninety six Kentucky uh, team with Antoine Walker, uh, Ron Mercer? Ron Mercer, yeah, that was that. That was man. That they, was they had cool they guy. had a deadly trap, dog. Like they had a full court trap that w- was sending fears through point guards' eyes, like. Yeah, I remember that. That squad, low key, that that you that UCLA, that uh, that that 94, 95 UCLA squad was dope. The boat, the Bannon, O'Bannon brothers, Tyson, Tyson, Edney, yeah, them boys. Oh yeah, yeah, Tyson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, them boys. That UCLA squad was nice too, man. But that, you know who was nice? Who? Hey, we just talking about nice, not the greatest, but super nice. If we were living moments. Right. Uh, that Arizona squad with Miles Simon and Mike Bibby. Mike Bibby, yes, yes, yes. Man, they, <laughs> hey, they was getting boys work, boy. Was, yes, hey, dude. 
They were, they were hurting people out there. That boy Miles Simon, man, underrated college. That's player. amazing. He didn't get to the league and do anything because I, I thought he was gonna be. I thought he was gonna be a solid NBA player, man. When he when he when he finished college, but he didn't do nothing. He didn't make that transition. He didn't. He didn't transition his game well to the league. But uh, yeah, that but that you and the that you and the V squad, man. Jesus Christ, they was putting they was putting fear in, in the other teams, man. Like the first two minutes, you can tell. You know how when you you know people when you play against a team and like you just you know mm-hmm. you, it's nothing that they can do. Like they, you can look in their eyes yep. and be like, we got them, we got them, we got them. That's how. That's how UNLV had had these guys look at teams looking, man. They were just looking like they looked defeated before the game even started. And they was blowing people out. Like they it wasn't no close games. Like they were just they were just like it was like men playing against kids. Like that I've never seen nothing like that. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah, man. Um I I miss those moments, man. I, I really do. Like and um and I hope, like, an unintended consequence of the NBA reversing this one-and-done rule uh, will allow us to have some of those moments back. I know we, we'll lose some talent to the NBA, but hopefully it's real NBA-ready talent. And we get some some guys in college that can give us, like, some more of these moments where we'll see a pure dominant team. Because when people are talking about you, you uh, Virginia being – absolutely dominant and this that and another like i didn't feel that like they didn't feel dominant so um that's something to look forward to so we'll see how all of that play out um let's move on to the nba so um segueing off of that uh today trey young um played for oklahoma uh talked about him earlier announced that uh he's gonna he's, he's leaving the nba i mean leaving uh uh, college basketball, and he's going to the NBA, man. He's declaring for the draft. So the first thing that popped up in my mind was Trey Young and whether or not he was NBA ready. Um, what do you guys think about him? Because I know when college season first started, uh, we talked about him early, and then it seemed like the league kind of caught up with him. Do you guys think he's ready for the NBA after he struggled down the stretch? Uh man, um, it's gonna be tough. I, I, I'm trying to remember was he is he getting the same type of criticism Steph Curry was getting, um, coming into the league. But he um, couldn't shoot like Curry could in college. Uh, yeah, Curry, yeah, Curry's still a better shooter than than Trey Young. Um, Trey Young still lights out. But um, it's tra- I don't remember, I don't see and see I remember Steph Curry being a better passer, like just a better like you know a, sh- a sharpshooter passer, a more accurate passer. Because Trey Young be turning that bad boy over. Um, he going he's definitely gonna have to calm that down coming into the league. You cannot be you can't have you can't be out there turning over the ball eight nine times a game. Um, that that's a no no. Um, of course he's gonna have to hit the weight room because he, he's definitely pretty. For real. I mean, at least Steph Curry didn't kind of build a little bit more muscle. I mean, Steph Curry's still small, but like at least he got a little bit more muscle mass about him. And I think Trey Young will have to do the same thing. He's already going to have to battle by having a jump shot, having a respectable jump shot. Um, he just got to really, to me, just from what I've seen in this college, this college season with him, he has to calm down. He has to make better decisions, man, and stop turning over the ball so much because that will get you nowhere in the league if you turn over the ball that many times. Um, and defensively. 
you know, I mean, not not the strongest, but Steph Curry wasn't strong. Look, he didn't look. That wasn't his his you know high points coming into the league when he left college. It was his defense. But for me, decision making. You have at least Steph Curry has somewhat of, of good decision making. Trey Young, man, he just got to get better decision making and, and better shot selection. Like, I mean, if you're gonna shoot a three, don't don't shoot from like like you said, Ken. Because I was watching that game. He he shot like three threes where. I was like, that was a horrible possession. Like that was a stupid three to take. Like, why would you shoot that shot? Like, why? So you can't, you can't do that in the league, man. Better, like I said, just better IQ. This it pretty much sums it up. He, his IQ has to get better because he got the speed. He can shoot. He can shoot the jump. He can shoot the J. Just work on his defense. But other than that, man, better IQ, man. You got to take care of that ball. You got to in the league because the point guards you're gonna be going up against in the league. Oh, that, that's that's times ten from what you were seeing in college. So you got to step it up, dude. You know the thing about Trey um, is that he he doesn't look as smooth as, as as and I think we're just comparing him to Steph because probably same build and and, and size and you know shooting ability somewhat. Um, but yeah, he doesn't look as smooth as Steph did. I remember this was why I, Steph at Davidson was how I became a Steph Curry fan and how I was disappointed and sad that we may not have seen what he became when he was having all those ankle injuries. But I pulled up Steph's last year in, in at, at Davidson, 28 points a game, five assists a game, four rebounds a game, um, shot 38% from three, um, 87% free throw and uh, three of nine from, from, so he hit about four threes a game. Uh, Trey Young is putting up 27 points a game, eight assists a game, four rebounds, um, and he takes 10 threes a game. And he, he actually makes almost four of them, but he's shooting at 36%. Um, so his assists are a little bit higher than him. Um, he has to do a lot more from what I saw um, than what I remember Steph Curry had to do when, when he was in the league. But um, – yeah, man, just decision-making, uh, weight room. If, if Kevin Durant can play in the league at, at his size, and I know he's a lot taller and, and longer, then Trey Young might be able to hang. But what worries me the most was just watching him struggle down the stretch with certain defensive pressures on him um, and when when teams kind of ganged up on him and made it just a little bit difficult and – and I think it took him a while to to adjust to that um, mentally, mentally. And that's where it goes to the decision-making. Like I said, better IQ because that layup at the rim is more impactful than a 40-foot three-pointer that just happened to go in or that you just have the ability to make because you're putting pressure back on the team in certain pressure situations. So um, I th- I'm still a little concerned, but I think with the way the rules are set up, I think he'll be all right. Um, what do you think, uh, Ralph, from the times that you've seen Trey Young play? Uh, you think he'll be all right in the NBA? I think he'll be all right. Um, I don't know. I don't want to, you know, jump out the gym and say that he's going to be the next Steph Curry. Because, uh, cause like B, I think Steph Curry is just more of a natural shooter. Like, when you watch Steph shoot, you, you already know that thing's special. And not saying Trey Young isn't, but he's not as special. I don't think he's going to be 
one of the greatest shooters of all time. You know what I'm saying? And maybe he hears this and, and it motivates him to be that. But from what I see, I, I don't know if I'm going to put him up there. Now, can he shoot? Of course. Um, I think he's a very gifted passer. He has he has that throw a person open in basketball ability. There's not many people that have that. There's people that, that see the plays before they happen, but there's just certain passes that when you watch from certain camera angles, there's nobody there. And all of a sudden, here comes the guy, right? Like, he, he has that type of passing ability to me. Um, and I think he'll be fine. I think that you're 100% right where the college basketball caught up to him. And all they were doing was just applying more pressure, picking them up earlier, just making life more difficult. And he doesn't have guys to relieve that pressure, right? So it, I think that's why it always begs the, the criticism of Steph if you remove the components and the coaching and the system and you have this guy as your main guy, can you make him struggle here and there? You know what I'm saying? Because it, it just looks so easy for him. But he also has a clay time. He also has a Draymond Green that relieves ball handling and creating pressure. So does uh, uh, KD does that as well. So he, he has other guys that, allow him to shine in other areas once they start trying to focus on him. Trey Young didn't have that in college. You know what I'm saying? So I think that with with better talent around him, guys that can take pressure off of him, I think he'll be fine. Um, again, do I think he's going to be a superstar? I, I don't know. You know, um, he, it's questionable. I, I think he can be. I think that he's shown uh, that ability, that star ability. When you watch him play, he jumps off the screen. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not hard to eye talent. But it's hard to to try to project what they're gonna do and what what level of consistency they're gonna have. We don't know, you know. But I but I do think that he, that he can play and contribute at the NBA level, definitely. Uh, superstar, I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't want to label them that. But you, you y'all already know. If y'all listen to the show. You already know when I make my true assessment. Let me watch summer league. Then I'll let you know. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um. Tyrone Liu, it news broke um, yesterday that he's taking a leave of absence. Uh, get well, Talu. Um, a lot of it seems like it was stress related, as most of you know. That follows the NBA. It's been uh, it's, it's been one hell of a year for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, last night, the, the the Cavs played. LeBron put up forty, twelve, and ten, um, which. Right now seems like uh, just another day at the office for Man, him. Man, this dude is playing. He's playing. This 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 is crazy, dude. Like what is LeBron? What LeBron is doing? I mean, fifteen like, year, fifteen like, year, dude. Like yeah. what player plays? We can almost say he's playing his best basketball. If <laughs> in year fifteen, that's crazy. You know, normally, you know, year eight through like eleven, you playing your best ball, but fifteen. And it's like he's showing no signs of slowing down. It's like, you know, we're not even saying, oh, yeah, LeBron, you know, he's a step slower or he's not doing that. Like, we haven't even started saying that yet, man. It's like, gee, like we're seeing the decline of Carmelo. We're not seeing oh, yeah. no decline of LeBron. And both of those dudes, both of these dudes came in the league the same year. And that's crazy to me. I'm sorry. And Wade, too. Playing out this world. That's crazy. And, and, you know, here, here's the thing. I, th- I think LeBron lost a, maybe a step, but definitely a half step about two to three years ago. But because he's so high on the athletic pedestal that even two steps, he's still above 90% of the NBA. 
And, and that's just what we're seeing, man. I, I don't think we're ever going to see. Like, I think it begs the question. Can LeBron play 20 years in the NBA? Tw- 22 years? 23 years? Because, because if he's playing at this level now, do you think in the next two to three years he's truly going to decline, like, heavily? I, 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 I can't. I don't think so. I don't know, I, I, but I think he retired before he like started reclining, like big, big time reclining. You know what I'm saying? So, 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 but here's the thing, right? Like Vince Carter still get buckets. Vince Carter still be getting some dunks out here. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and Vince, Vince been in the league hell a long time, right? And, and and I just think, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I I think Braun might play with his shorty, man. I think that's how long he's gonna be in the league. Yep, me too. I I think so too. I think LeBron's gonna play with his kid. I think that's what he he's waiting for, and um and you're right. Be like one of the one of the, the notes I have is play off LeBron, and and I guess this Talu and and LeBron uh, topic go hand in hand because what we saw last night and what it seems like like there's part of what we've seen so far was like LeBron having to do everything because of the requisite talent around him and the pieces and the injuries and everything. And then now Tyru, Tyru, like Lou is out. And what we saw last night, it is really weird. It felt like they didn't even, they miss him, but they did miss him. And, and the jokes of LeBron coaching the team, you know, kind of seemed like they came to fruition. But, you know, obviously I don't think they're going to miss Tyrone Lou that, that much. Um, and I think, you know, Tyrone Lou said he's going to be back. Uh, in a week, but for me, like last night was almost like playoff mode. LeBron, can he keep this up all the way through the playoff run? Because what he's doing is ridiculous. But he's almost making it look easy. But this is a lot, y'all. I mean, and, and he has twelve games left. Kevin Love just came back, and then you start the playoffs. Now you lose your coach. This is a lot on LeBron. Can he keep this up all the way to the finals? What do y'all think? Uh, LeBron, man. He's yeah. proving it. He's, yeah, he's had, but that, at this point in his career, though, FIFO? Hey, man, I am not. I'm not questioning. This man's never been hurt. Knock on wood. Like, I'm not questioning it. If he's on the court, he's that much of a difference maker. You put four other guys around him, no matter who it is, you got a chance to make the finals, regardless of the conference. I'm not saying you're going to get there and win. I'm just saying you have a legitimate shot. You have LeBron James. You have the le- you have a legitimate shot versus any other player in the NBA. You do. He's just that damn good, man. In his 15th year, 16th year, 17th year, 18th year, doesn't matter. I I, I wonder mentally would, would this do a toll on him and I, I, I somewhat think it would but I also think there'll be a certain relief when Hood comes back when Thompson comes back when uh, uh, Osmond comes back like some of these guys are not key pieces so to speak but they're important pieces because now all of a sudden you can you can adjust the lineups a little bit more. So considering everything he's going through now when you have your full assortment of weapons, because for the most part, that's what they are. They're like, 
like they're like utility pieces for LeBron. They're like weapons. They're like they're like these players on the court is is essentially his 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 utility belt, his Batman utility belt, um, outside of maybe Kevin Love, and and he weaponizes everybody else on the court. So now when you have your everybody there available to you, I wonder like would the game become easier? It, and he's in a mode now where a lot of teams haven't been yet and and I think it's dangerous but I wonder about the mental fatigue that he could possibly endure playing 82 games a see uh, playing a full 82 games and damn near 40 minutes a game a game to close it out so it, it's interesting but I've never seen LeBron have to play this hard and at such a high level this late in the season, normally he's trying to ratchet it, ratchet it down to get ready for the playoffs, and it's the exact opposite. So, but man, B, you you right. I'm sitting there watching this guy play last night, and and it was a dunk he did. I, it was a couple he did actually. And you're looking at this guy, like you said, uh, FIFO, like he's still damn near jumping the way he was when he was fifth when when he first came in the league. And and he's added yep. more. Like his jumper looks better. Like there was a point. There was a moment that in time when, Le- yes, yes, when LeBron would shoot a jump shot, and I didn't think it was going in. Now I think most of the time when he's shooting it, I think it's going to go in. And I never thought about mm-hmm. that with LeBron. And th- and it's nuts. And to your other point about him possibly playing that late in his career, like twenty or twenty three years, he could because all he have to do is go in the post. <laughs> he go in the post and he he can get you ten or twelve points in year twenty easy. So easy, and, and also his passing ability, man. Like like come on, like he's had some monster dunks this year, but he's had some crazy passes this year too, man. Like LeBron, I, I just you know people people. I was watching a LeBron highlight reel the other day, and all I could all I could hear in my head was Rod saying. Well, he's six nine. He's supposed to do that, but but he's doing it though. <laughs> Just because he's supposed to, there's a whole bunch of guys that were supposed to and never did, and he did it from day one. So how are we holding that against him, man? Like this guy is—I don't care what nobody says—the greatest athlete to play in the NBA, the most durable athlete to ever play in the NBA, and he is definitely on the same pedestal as the greatest of all time. I don't care what nobody says. He's the only player with what thirty thousand points, six thousand rebounds, six thousand assists. The only player, like like the only person that has stats like that is Will Chamberlain. The only player to do this. And now Braun is there as well, man. Like I, I just I, I don't know how much more we need to see before we b- before. I, and I'm not saying settling the debate, but at least saying, look, he is he is smelling the the air up there. He's he's smelling the MJ air. Let, let, come on, let's 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 just like witness what we've been watching all of these years, man. Fifteen years, and this guy. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on. It's ridiculous what we're watching right now. I've never seen it. We were like Jordan, fifteen, sixteen. We saw it. We saw the decline. The man wasn't jumping over guys like that no more. Not consistently. <laughs> nah. Not consistently. He he had moments because when you Michael Jordan. You always gonna have moments as long as you have a basketball in your hand. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna hit crazy fadeaways, clutch moments and all of this and and, and, and grab a couple dudes, you know what I'm saying, off the backboard and, and get a couple dunks. 
but not like what LeBron. Man, that dunk that he did on on, on Nurkic, Nurkic. Oh my god! Oh my god! This man, he, he was at least four or five inches outside of the lane. <laughs> Come on, man! I've never I've never seen an athlete with with this type of longevity athletically. I, I, he, he, I'm telling you, he's a test tube baby, man. They 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 built this guy. Oh, and he 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 tried to get a couple of uh, bucks last night. Um, he sure did. He yeah, sure did. <laughs> and, and and that was, I think, when I think back on the season and some of the dunks LeBron has done this year, you know, he's definitely trying to posterize a lot of people a lot more. He, it feels like than he than he used to. He is, and against and against Milwaukee the other night. There was a couple of times where he would, he just got the ball. He put his head down. He went straight to the basket. And, and you know, look, it's recorded. Brian, I, I would always criticize him, going to the rack and trying to do all this finesse up and under, you know, double clutch, layup, jelly fam type thing. And I'm like, hey, look, man, you 6'9", 260, put somebody in the hole. And that's what he was trying to do. And, <laughs> yo, I, I look, look, man, LeBron is ridiculous. This, this man is a beast. And he... And, 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 and like he said, he, he's really like a fine wine. He's only getting better. Like he ain't getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and mentally, I think just seeing how he's performed, like I think losing Kyrie, and we'll talk about him next, losing Kyrie has kind of forced him to take his game mentally to another level. And and he's all, I've always felt that he, he, got, he got to a point in his career where he, he was clutch. Like the statistics bear that out. But then in games, we've started to see it. Um, and it's starting to manifest, manifest itself really in Miami. This year, he's really been embracing uh, that role a, a little bit more. But um, And I think not having Kyrie there has definitely forced him to assume that mantle. And I think that could potentially be dangerous for a lot of teams in the playoffs. We still have to see how it bears out. But the last thing I want to say, and then I, I think, and I thought about this today, this is the most underrated aspect of LeBron's game, his ability to stay healthy. You alluded to it earlier. The Warriors have four guys out right now. Kyrie Irving, <laughs> his knee is, is, is jacked up again. LeBron is still going strong. He, he rarely gets hurt. And, the fact, and, and him uh, training with the Navy SEAL when his back almost went out, and for him to have back problems and to come and play like this two years later, it, it, it's crazy, man. And I think that gives him a leg up on a lot of people. So I do think, and I'm in agreement with you, that the conversation between LeBron and MJ, it, it, it's right there. And the only thing missing are the titles. And a lot of people put a lot of weight on that, and that's their right. But everything else that LeBron is able to do, and the way his career has, pl- has has panned out compared to MJ having to face the Warriors and the Spurs and, like, the competition, um, MJ has never had to really face that once the Pistons fell apart. So, and they just had to get old. So, anyway, but, yeah, I think his health is, is underrated. Um, speaking of health, Kyrie, when the season started, you know, a lot of people made a big deal losing Kyrie. The Celtics are winning. You know, um, he's going to miss Kyrie. And there was there was a discussion or a feel that separating the two that that 
while Kyrie is going on to be his own man and it looked like it's, wor- it's working out for him, it looked like Kyrie got the better of that. And Cleveland struggled to replace the production that he brought and the stability that he brought to that team. Full season later, towards the end of the and now Kyrie's knee is acting up, which has always been a problem for him. Uh, he's always had these leg issues. And it got me to question whether or not, <laughs> like, maybe Kyrie going to, to the Celtics wasn't a bad deal if his knee can't stay healthy. But nevertheless, um, this knee, Kyrie is going to get a second opinion on. Um, he hasn't been playing. Um, they say the MRI came back clean. But I am still worried. Um, are you guys worried about Kyrie's knee and and how this could potentially impact not only the rest of the playoffs but just the rest of his career? Yeah, man, knees knees is always a sensitive thing, especially as if he's getting this at a very young age. You know, it's like you look at it like, man, how many more peak years he's gonna have then if he if he's starting to have knee issues like. He, I don't think he's going to be like a LeBron where he like, 15 years, man, you still playing like this? I mean, unless you do some hell of recovering. But, you know, knees, you know, that that that's always, a, you know, especially for a guard like him, the way he moves, how quick he moves, is stop and go, stop and go, first steps, all that stuff. Like, them knees is a big part of that. Having healthy knees is a big part of that. And if, you know, it, it will be super unfortunate if he goes down, you know, go down the Derrick Rose route where it's just like, you're not gonna get a full 82 games from him. You barely gonna. You'd be lucky if you get 60 games out of him. Blase, blase. So, yeah, man, knees is always a, it's always a touchy situation, man, when you're dealing with knee injuries or 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 nagging knee injuries. You know what I'm saying? Because, like I said, the kind of player that he is and the way that he moves all the time and how he can sliver through defenses and stuff. Gotta have them knees, man. Gotta have good knees, good healthy knees. And if he starting to have knee issues going into his you know, late twenties going into his thirties because I think he's like still in his early twenties. So it's like, yeah, bro, that that, that that can be something to kind of, huh? He's twenty five years old. Yeah, so yeah, heading to your late twenties and heading to the thirties, and we all know in the sports world, once you hit thirty, that's like the okay, here comes the downhill. You know, so yeah, that, that's a little, that's something, something you can kind of worry about. If you a Boston fan and you like, oh man, you had your hopes on. Building this franchise around Kyrie Irving for the next five to six, seven years, yeah, that that nagging knee injury can be a little concerning. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, Tony Maserati on on Twitter uh, said that, uh, per his understanding, is is that he needs to get the screws out. The knee is flaring up, so he'll either have to play through it going forward or get the three screws out um, and and won't play at all. Um, this knee has been. Uh, nagging him uh, seemingly uh, all, all year. Um, Ralph, and Kyrie's your man's. Um, you were always big on, big on him. Uh, what, what do you think about this this knee injury, man? I, you know, I think all anybody could do is just hope and pray for the best. Uh, you know, I think Kyrie has proven to be one of the most clutch players in the NBA, uh, one of the most exciting players to watch. Uh, especially now that he has kind of like his own team and he's not playing a sidekick. So, you know, I, I think that this year has been a revelation for him, but at the same time, he's still having these nagging injuries. And like be alluded to, 
man, you don't want to have these these type of consistent injuries, especially getting closer to your 30s. Obviously, he's still mid-20s right now, going to be 26, you know what I'm saying, um, next year. Um, but, man, it, it, it's it's tough. Like, it, it's – that's tough, man. And, it, and, it's, and, and I just hope that he can fully recover um, because, obviously, he's had multiple lower extremity injuries. Uh, the, the, the busted kneecap in the finals a couple years ago. Um, you know, I, I don't think he's ever had an ACL, but I think he's had a meniscus. Um, you know, he, he's just had multiple, like, not super serious, but, you know, just injuries that have him out for a while. And, uh, you know, I think to become, you know, that true superstar, you have to be available. Uh, you know, consistently. Not saying that you got to play every eighty, all eighty-two games every single season, but you know, you like, you know, you got to play at least seventy-five games. You know, you got to average at least seventy or seventy-five games a year. And I, he's just not there. He's not been there. Um, and, and they're gonna need him. You know, um, like you said, if you want to build a, a squad around him, obviously they have uh, assets. Uh, they have young talent. They still got Gordon Hayward. Let's not forget. Uh, he will be back next season. They still have two young other wings. They still gonna have a top five pick this year. Like so, so you know, here's the thing: if the whole Kyrie thing don't work out, then you know you got you got Plan B and C out there because we've seen what uh, uh, what's the rookie name? What's his name? Uh, Jason Tatum looked like. Yeah, he he looks like with some more seasoning, a couple of more uh, 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 off seasons for him to to mature, for him to add to his game. This, this guy might be. You know, top three score in the NBA. We're talking about KD Giannis type length, right? He he's extremely smooth, can can operate from anywhere. So I think Boston as a franchise, Danny Age has positioned them guys to be good no matter what happens. Look at Gordon Hayward. Went down doesn't matter. You know, so you got the head coach. You 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 got guys that can play and has bought in. You're drafting right with, with, with the likes of Terry Rozier. You're making the right offseason moves, a la uh, Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward. So I, I, I'm i not worried for Boston as a franchise. But Kyrie, I, and, you know, injuries is something that you can't – how do you prepare for? Like, you, all you can do is work out, eat healthy, and, and just, you know, do all of the little things. But if it continuously happens, you know, eventually Boston might have to look at this and, and might have to move them, you know what I'm saying? And unless, hey, you know, it's a cutthroat business, you know. So they they might they might just have to let them go. They let go of Paul Pierce. They let go of anybody. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I think, yeah, like you said, I think they're set up nice for the future if if this need becomes uh, or continues to be problematic. But yeah, we um, we hope he uh, definitely gets back um, and is able to stay healthy because he's definitely one of the most exciting players to watch. Uh, in the NBA, and it w- it's definitely going to be nice to see how his career unfolds without um, LeBron. Um, moving on, uh, so we're winding down. Many teams have right around twelve games left to play, and and a lot of the talk is you know is about the Houston Rockets and the Toronto Raptors. So, um, you know, it's funny because when when we started the season. One of our shows was was about the Rockets and how everybody was overlooking them, and now for the last couple of months, <laughs> and a little bit a, a, a matter of fact, after, a little bit after that show, everybody started looking at the Rockets. Uh, that's all everybody's been talking about. So, um, 
So I think now is a good time. I know we revisited before, but uh, we're getting close to the playoffs. So both teams have the number one seed. Is it time to start trusting these guys? I mean, uh, uh, Ralph, I mean, um, FIFO, have you wavered any with the injuries that the Warriors have? Rockets playing lights out. Like you still don't believe in the in the brothers? Okay, here's the thing. All right, so if Golden State isn't a hundred percent, then you know. I, I definitely think Houston can take a, an extremely wounded Golden State. I, I definitely believe that. But first and foremost, they got to get to the final. Okay? Mm. So let's not overlook <laughs> and just put them there. Okay? Now they got to go through two other rounds now. And, and, and like I've said in the past, they, they'll definitely get past the first round. Who Who's in the AC? And I'm, I know that the, the Western Conference is, is you know, extremely uh, – uh, fluid right now with, with, with everybody being separated by like one, one and a half games. So I'm I not think it's sure. the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves, you know, I, I, they definitely should win that series. That's not going to be easy. Um, but they should yeah, definitely Min- win Minnesota's that. Minnesota's the AC right now. Okay. So they got to get past Minnesota. Then right now, right now, Oklahoma City and New Orleans are four and five. So they have played a winner of that. Hmm. See, 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 like, for <laughs> me, for me, here's the thing. So, so with New Orleans, they just, you know, they, they depleted. They, they, they don't have enough firepower to keep up with that. So, they'll definitely beat New Orleans. Uh, but I, I think Anthony Davis going to have a coming out party, I think, man. Like, that, that's going to be, if, if he makes it to the second round. Um, and then Oklahoma City, hey, man, hey, hey. That's a problem. They, they just might lose. That's a problem. That's yeah. a problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, because Oklahoma City can put pressure on them, right? They may not be able to shoot the three like that, but they can put Houston into foul trouble. Um, they can they can stifle Houston in, in spurts. Um, and they put and Russell Westbrook just puts a lot of pressure on anybody who he plays against, and you can't stop him. So I, I think I think that's a dangerous series for them, man. I think that's an extremely dangerous series. And, and, you know, if the cards play themselves right, right, and, and this is me still assuming Golden State is going to be hurt, right? They're going to have at least three out of their top four guys out, right? If, if that's the case, man, uh, Oklahoma City might make it out of the way. They just might. But, uh, but man, Houston, Houston look, let, let, let's not count the, 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 the chicken before it hatch, man. Like, them guys, they suspect Ken. That's the best way to put it. In the playoffs, look, the, the record, cool. They got the number one seed overall. Cool. Bet. But when, when it gets to game six on the road and you down eight points with four minutes to go, who's going to execute down the stretch to get that? Now, we know CP3, been there, done that, but he's even had meltdowns. James Harden has yet to show. How many years has James been in the league now? Over 10, right? Or close to it? Close to. Close to it, right? Come on, yep. man. That man's a seasoned veteran now. He, If he truly considering himself an MVP candidate, a true superstar in this league, he has got to step up in a moment like that, down eight, four minutes to go. You put the team on your shoulders, and you the reason why. I have yet to see that from that man. So until he does that, I am not a believer. I am not a believer. B? Wow. <laughs> yeah, but what, what you think about Toronto, uh, people? Do you believe them too? 
Man, come on, man. How am I going <laughs> to apply my logic to one team and not the damn other? Man, them man, Kyle Lowry and that damn uh, DeMar DeRozan, man, them boy, come on, man. The They're past, the East look, Coast version of, of CP3 and James Harden. They show are. They show are. And it's even worse. Like, with, with, with DeMar and Kyle Lowry, it's even worse. Because here's the thing. DeMar... Like when, when 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 he when his when he's not playing at his optimal level, he can still give you like 15, 18, you know, a couple deflections and key moments and stuff like that that don't show up on the stat sheet. But Kyle Lowry, oh, this man can become a, a complete bum. He becomes he, like we talking like three for eighteen, three for nineteen type of basketball player, man. That is not an all star. That is not an all star caliber guy, man. That is, that is just not. Uh, hell no, I don't believe in those guys. They they got to prove it to me. And, and the thing is now, it's not even making it out of the first or second round. Like, for them, their their last step is making it to the to the final. That's where they are. You know, because the East has been how they are, they, they can easily get to the Eastern Conference Finals. You know what I'm saying? But beat Brian. Beat Brian. That's what they got to do. Until, until, until they do that and they play a solid five to six games playing at the level that they play at the regular season. I don't believe in those guys either, man. Hell no. So people so people not drinking the Kool-Aid yet. <laughs> nah, I never drink their Kool-Aid. Oh, man. <laughs> never drink it. I don't even know the flavor, dog. Yeah. You know, it's... Yeah, it, it's just interesting. I, that's the reason why I posed that question because it's just like you know, here here, here are these teams, you know, that's pr- shown on record, and I agree with you, people. They they've shown us plenty of times, you know, that regular season is a regular season. The playoffs is a different animal, and um, you know, it's it's hard for me to be like, okay, I'm on board, or I think I think Houston finally turned another, you know, turned another leaf, or I think Toronto finally gonna get themselves together. And make a run out and come out the Eastern Conference Finals. It's hard for me to believe that because, like you said, people, we've seen these we've seen these guys check out in crucial moments in the series. You know, it could be a crucial game five, a crucial game six, or whatever. And we've seen these superstars check out, like literally check out and or in or end up becoming on milk cartons missing, you know, after the game. And we like, where was this guy at? Where where was this regular season? pizzazz that James Harden has been showing us all year. Where's all the, you know, where's all the the, the flair that DeMarco Rosen has been showing us all year? Mm-hmm. It's like, where is all of that when it comes playoffs? You know? And you know what, what I say, people? You, you, you know who Houston don't want to play? Who? Portland. They, they don't, don't want to see Portland right now. They don't want to see Portland right now. Man. Yeah, man. Damon you know, Lillard, man. Yep. Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, man. Ridiculous. Ridiculous, Ridiculous dude. Like and I said last what? week, you better put some respect in that man's name. Oh, yeah. he, his name should definitely be thrown in the MVP conversation. Definitely. Top like three. this season. Definitely. Definitely. Like, um, but yeah, you know um, Ken, Ken, you might, and the reason why I don't trust the Rockets, Ken, I think it was a statement you said the last week or the week before. I think Harden is just, he's eyeing for that MVP. He's really eyeing for that MVP that's more important to him than the NBA championship this up this season because he felt slighted the past two years, you know, with Russell Westbrook having a historic um, season and Steph Curry having a historic season, being the first player to, to make over 400 three-pointers in a single season and the type of, you know, season he had. So 
you know, I think Harden is really eyeing for that MVP. And then maybe he might look at a championship a couple years later. But you might be right, Ken. He, I think the, the MVP is his is his is his season goal right now, not a championship. But I can't trust him. I can't trust Toronto still. Uh, I'm still looking at Boston or Cleveland to come out the East. Um, Houston, and of course, like I've said, all beginning of the season, I still got Golden State repeating, so that means they coming out the West. So I still once so, they once so, them. So you be, you believe it though, B? With, with all these injuries? Yeah, I do. I mean, they they injured now. It's not like they getting injured in mid May, you know. So they probably gonna be on cruise control the rest of this regular season. Um, go go to state. Just want to get in. They they just gonna be in once they get in. I think once those because they bored. I think they just been bored. Um, I well, think they once hurt they hurt now. In, yeah, they yeah, yeah, were they bored. Hurt. Now they're hurt. Yeah, but I think once 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 them guys get back healthy, man. Like I said, they cruising now. So once they get back healthy, because they're gonna be in the playoffs. They're not missing the playoffs. Um, but once they get back healthy, man, I, I think Golden State gonna they gonna they gonna make a run. I, I don't see I don't see no other teams really stopping them right now. But yeah, I agree with people. The team you don't want to see going into the playoffs right now. Is the Portland Trailblazers? They are playing some of the. They're man Houston. They playing the best ball right now. Like, and right now, if the if the game was if it was fifteen seconds and, and the game was online, I 1, I want the ball in Damian Lillard's hand a hundred percent of the time. Right now, today, Any, today, anybody. someone gave me a number including one player. Kyrie. Huh? Anybody, anybody, including Kyrie. Yeah, Damian. I want the ball in Damian Lillard's hand. If it's if it's some seconds left. And they say, who are we going to give the ball to? I, 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 right now, I'm trusting Damian Lillard more than anyone else in the NBA right now. So, this is another question I have. So, let's, let's – I mean, so the Blazers, they are a playoff threat. Like, this isn't just some hot streak oh, yeah. they're on. Mm-mm. Yeah, they're a playoff threat, man. Mm-hmm. They, they definitely a playoff threat, man. Dame Lillard, man, he's been saying this for the past couple of seasons. He just – he's eyeing, like, teams like Golden State because he knows – that's what he's gonna have to get past to have a shot to win a championship. You know, when you got those teams or those players where you're like, look, I'm gunning for them because they got what I want. And for me to get what for me to get that, I need to get past them. You know what I'm saying? We've seen players have that before in the past. You know what I'm saying? Players knew, players knew or teams knew it was certain teams you had to get past in the playoffs in order to have a shot to get to get your ring. So and I think Damian Lillard is looking at them teams like that. It's like, look. I'm trying to get past y'all, and I'm gonna do whatever I can, even I gotta if I gotta put the team on my back to do that. And right now they look dangerous, man. Damon Lillard is playing off this world. I love it. I actually love and it. And B, B, you know how sometimes we be talking about how certain basketball players are cut from a different cloth. Yep. Dame, Dame is cut from that old school. Hey, bro, I'm gonna take your lunch until you until you step up and punch me. Yep. I'm gonna keep taking this lunch from you, bro. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And, yep. and, and he's cut from that, man. And and, and I've always said it. There's about three point guards, three, four point guards in the NBA right now that when they see Golden State Warriors and Steph Curry, these four guys take their game to another level. That's Kyrie, that's Russ, that's John Wall, and that's Dame Lillard. Dame Lillard does not back. You look at the box score. Dame be scoring forward. He, anything Steph do, he match it, if not does better. Like, he does not back down. He gets up for these type of games. And like B said, you know, I was going to try to ask it earlier, but um, is, is Dame the most clutch player? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And you know how I feel about Kyrie in those, in those moments. But I take Dame right now, man. I take Dame over anybody in the NBA. Why? Because 
he could get to the basket, finishes around the basket, finishes strong at the basket. Hesitation is crazy. Step back is crazy. Has unlimited range, just like the greatest point guards in the game right now. Like, man, I take Dame Litter. And the thing, you, I always want somebody with a chip on his shoulder. How many all-star appearances has this guy had? How many USA basketball invitations has this guy had? He hasn't had none of that. That's why he plays so damn hard. He got something to prove. That's the guy I want. You know why? Because you don't have to tell him nothing to motivate him. Be like, hey, Dan, you know who we playing? I got a coach. I know what time it is. And that's it. You, you ain't got to talk to this man at all. He going to do what he do. Yeah, and I, I, I think to the clutch uh, uh, point you made, um, I don't recall Kyrie making many of those clutch shots this year. With with um with boss, he's had clutch moments, but he's had a couple of opportunities to win some games here that that he hasn't hit so far. Um, I mean, so but but um, so yeah, so I, I think I think Dame might be a be a be a really solid pick, but I don't know, clutch, clutch, man, Kyrie got that in him too, man. <laughs> Kyrie got that in him too. I'm not. Um, I'm not saying he don't. Mm. I'm not saying he don't. I'm just saying right now, what Dame has been doing. I'm taking Dame over anybody with the last possession with the ball in his hand. I love Kyrie, but I'm just saying right now, Dame is the guy. Yeah. Um, you know what? I I, th- I think in the response to all of this, right? So we'll, we'll start with with Houston first. So with Houston. Um, if they somehow manage to face Oklahoma City in the second round, I had OKC going to the finals. Um, so you guys already know that I obviously think they will win that matchup. I think that would be tough for them. Um, I, I think the complementary pieces around OKC concern me a little bit. Um, but I still like that matchup. Russ, Melo, and, and Paul George a little bit more than um, James Harden, CB3, and whoever else decides to to join the party. I mean, we Russ has played in the finals before. Um, Paul George has went toe to toe with LeBron. He's battle tested, um, and, and Melo is just waiting for his moment. He just want to get in the playoffs so he can so he can do some damage. And I think we may see Melo get more touches in the playoffs. Um, you know, because I think the playoffs could be suited for a game like his in, in certain moments. Um, so for me, the Rockets just down the stretch, they just they starting to look like the same old Rockets to me, and and that concerns me. So we'll see how they play out with the Raptors. A lot of now I know on this show before when I had my doubts about Cleveland going to the finals, that was at a different moment of the season. That's when the Cavs just, they just didn't have it all together. Kevin Love is back. Rodney Hood will get healthy. Tristan Thompson will be back. Larry Nance will be back. Uh, Shetty will be back. And all of a sudden, that team is fully healthy. And when you look at this Cavaliers record, third seed, we know that that record is a reflection of the turmoil that they've had to endure this season with all the injuries, the you know the Isaiah Thomas factor that just didn't work, so is adjusting to life without Kyrie. 
So there's a lot that goes into those 29 losses. So fully healthy, are they a little bit better? I would like to believe so, but I think LeBron in the playoffs is different. So you get LeBron, playoff, if you get playoff LeBron with the healthy Cavs teams, who, who, else, who else is going to beat him? Who else is going to beat him? And, you know, the Raptors kind of starting to look like the same old Raptors. So, you know, so, nah, I, I, you know, as, as the season winds down, things start to take shape and and, and, and mold in, in the way that, you know, the, the playoffs will, will likely unfold. And and I think we'll see down the stretch how, how Cleveland will fare and how Toronto will do um, as well. Um, with Portland, though, I, I think they're interesting, and they're playing Houston tonight, so we'll see. We're gonna, I'm going to watch that game once we're done here. We'll be wrapping up in a few minutes. Um, they're on a hot streak. I just have my concerns about Harkless and everybody else on that roster, not named C.J. McCullen and maybe Nurkic. I think being a three seed, they should beat San Antonio if, if – if the playoffs were to start now, they'll beat them, and then they get the Warriors. And I just don't know if they have enough to to get the Warriors. So can they get past the first round? Yeah, but I think it ends there. And I don't think they'll have enough firepower to get take on a fully healthy Warriors team. Dane will be motivated to your point, FIFO. He'll be highly motivated. But I think as far as a threat, for me, five, six, seven, and I think they can beat maybe even the Timberwolves. Um, but the Rockets, the Warriors, and the Thunder, nah. I think what this is doing is putting Dame Lillard on the map, and it gives us an opportunity to talk about him again. He's just showing how special he is. But I think they just don't have everything they need to go deep into the playoffs. Um, but I'll be extremely disappointed if they didn't at least go to the second round. Um. So, yeah, so we'll, we'll get into the race for eight next week. Um, I want to close out the show with two more things. One, um, I just mentioned Carmelo Anthony and, and the possibility of him getting uh, more usage in, in the playoffs. But it, it this season has been interesting for him because we talked about him earlier and how he's starting to slow down. And I started to think about just – his legacy. How do you guys think Carmelo's legacy will will play out once he he hangs it up? Because it he's had an interesting second half to his career. Uh, he go down as the wood. I think he's the only four time gold medal uh, player. Um, that'll, <laughs> uh, um, that'll that'll be something that he can go go down in um of course college collegiate level was was good as one year one and done year at the collegiate level when national championship but he just go down as just you know one of the uh great scoring power forwards to play in his game i mean I've, for years i've always campaigned as carmelo being one of the best pure scorers you know that i've seen or even during his time i'm like dude he's the, he's the best pure scorer like carmelo can can score it any kind of way you want him to score. You want the post game? Cool. You want him to slash to the basket? Cool. You want the mid-range game? Cool. You want the three-point shot? Bam, he can give you that. Like, 
he can score any kind of way you want this want to score. And and like you you rarely saw that in players that can score from any facet on the court. And Melo was good at doing that. You know, unfortunately he just didn't commit on the defensive side of the ball at all. But I mean, that's how I think he I would be remembering is is being down as one of the most uh, gifted offensive power force to ever play the game. You know, but isn't that so two things like that's a little sad that that's all we'll remember him as if if, if uh, we, we still have to get FIFO's uh, thoughts on this. But the second thing is, speaking of his ability to score from anywhere on the court, I'm surprised that Billy Donovan hasn't utilized that more. And that's why I think in the playoffs they'll up his usage rate because the game tends to slow down and and you need a guy that's basically a weapon like that. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of sad that a guy that had a promising career coming out of Syracuse I think will only be remembered for what he did in Syracuse, winning the title as a freshman. Um, what do you, How do you think uh, FIFO will remember Carmelo Anthony? Same way B said, man. And I think, I, to your point, I think it is sad, man, um, because – he had so much promise. He won, he won a national championship in one year at Syracuse. He came in, I believe he led all rookies in scoring that year and got Denver to, to, to the playoffs, you know, in his first year, like in the Western Conference. Uh, you know, the West has always been tough, even back in 03 when uh, Carmelo was drafted. So, you know, Car- Car- Carmelo, man, his expectation level was extremely high. And I just... I don't think that he rounded his game enough, um, you know, to, to, to have the impact needed to be the true focal point of, of a squad. Now, he was always the number one scoring option, but, you know, there's a difference between being the scoring option and, and being the team. You know, um, LeBron, KD, you know, there's certain guys that are at that level that, they pretty much do everything, and Carmelo was pretty much offensive-minded. I think that's uh, what really hold, held his game back. And also, he never really got other players involved. Was never great on any uh, uh, on the side on the side of defense. He he never specialized in one thing. Does he play the passing lane? Does he get a lot of rebounds? You know, I think his rebounding for his career is lackluster. I think he averages like six rebounds. You know, he should be averaging eight nine. You know what I'm saying? I it's just. I feel Carmelo left a lot to be desired in other aspects of his game, but where he shined, oh, he he was one of the top. He was one of the top. I think that's the way we're going to remember him. Yeah. Um, B, any any thoughts on the Chauncey Billups uh, rumors to Detroit? Um, you, you know, that? I mean, yeah, I heard about it. I mean, Billups said, like, the stuff wasn't true or whatever. Like, he's he was saying the rumors wasn't wasn't true. That's the last thing I thought I you saw. Think he, you think he'll be a good fit? Um, you know, it'd be interesting. I mean, you know, Joe Dumars got a ring out of it. You know, in, in six straight years to the Eastern Conference Finals, before, you know, before it all tanked out. But um, you know, I, I don't know. I really don't know. I have no idea. I mean, I didn't have no idea when Joe Dumars took over, and I just have no idea with Chauncey Billups. I mean, he seemed like he has a good a good eye for, you know, for basketball talent and a good IQ to sort out basketball talent. So, you know, it'd be interesting. It, you know, he's 
he's definitely committed. I mean, he's still he's still involved in it with the city of Detroit and 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 the organization and everything. So it would be interesting. I mean, you know, it it'd be a nice little shakeup. You know, maybe maybe that'll be the end of the Stan Van Gundy project because that's that's coming to an end. I think. If he if Stan Van Gunny don't get fired this year, definitely his fifth year, his final contract year, this up next year, the uh, 18 19 season, and definitely should be his last year, especially, especially if we don't make the playoffs that next year because we already not making the playoffs yeah. this year. Um, FIFO, did you see this? The I, I know B saw, but did you see the top 20 most dominant athletes? Um, I guess is of all time. Let me see. It just no, the past not, two decades, the past, past two decades, past 20 years. Twenty. Right, let, me, let me let me read you the list. <laughs> uh, number twenty, Tom Brady. Nineteen, Manny Pacquiao. Eighteen, Mike Trout. Seventeen, Barry Bonds. Sixteen, Allison Felix. Track and field, never heard of her. Um, Fifteen, really? Nope. Nah, I haven't. Uh, Fifteen, Novak Djokovic. I'm surprised he's in it, but go ahead. Uh, 14, Christian Ronaldo. 13, Lauren Jackson. 12, Serena Williams. Uh, 11, Lionel Messi. 10, Usain Bolt. 9, Marta, soccer player. Uh, 8, Floyd Mayweather. 7, Michael Shoemaker, uh, Formula One. Uh, number six, Annika Sorenstam. <laughs> number five, Roger Federer. Number four, Jimmy Johnson, NASCAR. Uh, number three, Peyton Manning. Number two, LeBron James. And number one, Tiger Woods. Uh, they said they did this with foolproof math. Um, and that's what they have for the last <laughs> two decades. Um, Two people I'm surprised that's not in there. I don't know if you agree with me on this one or not, FIFO, but um, Kobe Bryant and Derek Jeter. Shocked yeah. those two guys not in there. Especially Derek Jeter. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Kobe should be in there, too, somewhere. Uh, yeah. I think they put Serena way too low on the yes. list. She way too low. low. She should have been at least top five. At least. I-, I would say top seven just because, you know, I wouldn't have considered uh, race car drivers. But Jimmy Johnson was extremely dominant, and Michael Schumacher, man, it, man, it, it wasn't even fair. Um, Dude, Serena so, about to be the all-time leader in in, in Grand Slams, dude. Like she should have been top five. She should have been top five. Here, here's the thing, I feel you. I feel you. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not arguing that at all. I'm not arguing that at all. I'm just saying. I don't know, man. Like Michael Schumacher is up there, bro. Like he really is. Um. Damn, I, I would say Michael Schumacher is like the second best in the F1 race car driver behind Al Unser. Like Michael Schumacher is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah I, I, I've, I've heard that name so, a lot a gazillion yes. times. So yeah, and you know I'm a, I'm a big car person. I, I don't follow F1 like that. Like I'm not in the in the season. I don't know like the standings and all of that. But I yeah. know the top guys. And Michael Schumacher is up there. So because of that, I could understand. I agree with you, B. She should be top five. But if she was, like, top seven, I get that, too, because of the drivers. But, um, yeah, she's way too low. Kobe should have definitely been on there. Kobe should have been at least top top 15. Um, you said who else wasn't on there? Derek Jeter. There? Derek Jeter. Yeah. Derek Jeter should have been at least. Yeah, he should have definitely been on the list. 
Um, when did Barry Bonds retire from baseball? Was it like 2005, 2004? Uh, anybody, yeah, it was kind of late. Because I'm like, I was like, why is he on the list? Like, but he's too low. Yeah. That that's Barry Bonds. Seventeen? Yes, absolutely. Seventeen. I mean, but I guess if you figure. But he's been gone from baseball for like like when did someone looked up when he retired? Like I figured, we'll trust that he's know. on the list because he's played in the last decade. B, but seventeen though. I, well, I guess the, can he go? I guess the steroid stain on him. I, he I retired guess, in two thousand two thousand and seven. That's when he okay, retired. So he's been out of baseball for eleven years. Uh, All right, where would I put him, uh, FIFO? Um, I mean, at least 12. At at least start there. And and bump Serena up. Get get Lionel Messi out of here. Um, No, you can't can't get rid of Lionel Messi. He can go down. He can can be bumped down. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I I feel you. He can get bumped down. Like, you can move or maybe put (laughs) – yeah, I was gonna say uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. He he was kind of low too, to me. Yeah, he was fourteen. Um, he could have he could have been top ten. See, you know, hey, you know, know who else we forgetting too? About you know like who else we forgetting? If I mean, if you and we had this discussion before about these two players, if we put Kobe Bryant in there, why not Tim Duncan? Um. I think I think Kobe was more of a of a individual dominant player than Tim Duncan, and because this list encompasses everybody, I don't know how you can squeeze somebody out to put Tim Duncan in. Yeah, that'd be tough to to add him in. Like I, I think you could probably move out Mike Trout for any of the people ooh, that you name. Ooh man, I don't know, man. I, 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 <laughs> Oh man! I know he's yeah, a monster. I, 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 if, if if you got FIFO making that noise and FIFO don't even follow baseball like that, but you know I, Mike sure Trout. Don't, but I know Mike, Mike Trout don't. But Mike Trout, man, that dude right there, man, Jesus. Or well, what about Pacquiao? Then get him up out of here. Yeah, I, I, I can definitely. I'm fine with getting Pacquiao out of there. I, I, I'll take out Pacquiao yep, and put yep, in Kobe. Yep, yep, yep. That's who I'd substitute. Pacquiao can get out of here with that. Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised he was he was on here. Um, so yeah, but ESPN man, um, yes. and I'm cool with the top two. I mean, even though you know Woods haven't done in a long time, but Woods' dominance in golf, as long as he's dominated in golf, is still yeah. um, it's unmatched. It's, it's, and yeah. he's back, baby. He's back. I told man, you, hey, to get Cal. out here with Kit. He's get not. Out here with all that. He's not back. Tiger Woods back. is back. If okay. he now, if he win his Masters in a couple of weeks. Okay, Ken, you can come and pump your chest. He's not back. I mean, it's good to see him playing in these tournaments and getting close. And, and, and top he five, like he gets... two top five finishes, B. That's, okay, that's good. That's good. We're going to see what he's going to do in the Masters. We're going to see if he's going to make the cut, if he's going to qualify, because we know how hard that Masters course is. These courses he's been playing in, they're pretty, they're pretty easy courses. Now, the good thing is doing to him for him is building up the confidence, which is good, but those courses are are fairly easy, and I, I mean that Masters course is going to be tough. It's tiger proof. The they they made that course to be tiger proof once he once he started dominating. So you know that Masters course is going to be hard. 
So if he wins his Masters, Ken, I, I will give you the floor to say Tiger's back. But right now, I'm not saying he's back. Tiger's not back. Tiger's going to never be what he was before the knee and the scandal and all that stuff. Never. Never. He's not going to be red Nike shirt Sunday Tiger. No. That, that's not coming back. I don't know, B. It's not I don't know. Back. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm cool with Ty- Tiger and LeBron. The, the top two, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with, I'm cool with both of those. Hmm. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. Once again, thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the show, share the show, and uh, hit us up on social, Twitter, um, and let us know um, just your thoughts on anything that we talked about. Keep the comments coming on YouTube. Um, and that's it. We'll catch you guys next week. We out. Peace. Peace. Peace.